here on Facebook Live and Twitter and with Mr. Paul E. Garcia. But before we go there, we, just, we have some programming notes. Starting next week, or not starting next week, but next week we're going to have Mr. Abel Rodriguez. He is with the Mineros Español. I said that right. Cool. He's going to be talking in everything Spanish regarding the UTEP minors. He's at the, actually tomorrow, don't forget, homecoming. UTEP versus Old Dominion at 7 p.m. at the Sumbo. This weather's supposed to be really nice. So he's going to be here next week. November the 6th, folks. Now, here at the show, we have the privilege of, all we've had a candidates for the past two or three years. And we're starting early. We already have one cast uh, candidate reaching out to us. We're going to have Miss Sissy Bird, November the 6th at 5 p.m. She's running for uh, District 4. Uh, or Precinct 4, I'm not sure, I'm going to do apologize, one of those two, uh, Precinct 4 or District 4 for County Commissioner. So, well, here we go to the most important guest of all right now, Mr. Paul E. Garcia. How are you doing, sir? George, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, and uh, it feels really great to, to give this this uh, interview, this testimony to someone like yourself. I, uh, I have the utmost respect for you, and uh, I'd only do this on your show, so... I know, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And you, I feel honored because I know for a little bit back in the past, people were reaching out to you different media, and you gave me that opportunity to, hey, I am not going to say no, folks, not with Mr. Garcia. Uh, with that being said, Mr. Garcia, could you just tell people a little bit about yourself, those who really don't know who you are? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I'm a former SISD trustee. I, uh, I proudly served uh, the SISD community for two years. Um, I'm a proud uh, father of three beautiful children um, and a uh, husband to a lovely wife. And uh, I'm a proud uh, El Pasoan, lifelong El Pasoan. So I'm proud, uh, proud to be here and um, proud to be here with you, uh, George. Is, how long has it been since you left the, the school board? It's been, gosh, it feels like oof, forever. It feels good, don't it? <laughs> we'll go oh, into yeah. that why. But, it's, um, it's interesting. It, it's interesting because you get so used to, uh, um, you get used to the rhythm of all these meetings, these special, uh, uh, these committee meetings and these long nights, you get kind of used to it and then it, uh, you know, it sort of kind of just ends and you're just kind of like, wow, yeah. oh, man, I got a lot of time on my hands. Let me ask you, Mr. Garcia. So what made you, I mean, cause as it is, you have a stressful job cause you, you know, you're in law enforcement. So what made you go like that little step extra and go into public, uh, you know, office regarding the school board what, is there, was it like a singular thing that made you go, you know what, I want to go. What, what happened there? Gosh, a great group of El Pasoans um, that truly inspired me. And they know who they are. Um, we do talk a lot, and they know how much I admire them. Uh, they know who they are. They're out there. Um, but it was just them being uh, revolutionary, um, being very inspiring uh, to generations like mine. The, uh, the theme there was, you know, let's progress El Paso. Let's not have El Paso. Uh, let's, let's make El Paso better. You know, that was the, the theme. And so we can keep our, our young adults here instead of them going to Austin. So, I mean, that, they were very inspirational, um, and, you know, in my life as a young man. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, my father was a school board member for four years. And so oh, was I, still, he? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. He was, a, he was a school board member for four years. And I still recall the, the, the days, I must have been like 15, 16 years old, and we'd stay up watching election results on <laughs> Tuesday, you know? And it was just, 
those were um, very um, magical moments. And I was just yep. quickly hooked on how I could um, represent uh, a community and, and push the dial forward. You get to see how, how powerful your voice can be if you just use it, if you take a stand for what is right. Um, and so, and through my two years as an elected official, that's what I tried to, um, to do. You know, I tried to ask the questions that everybody was thinking, but not necessarily asking or ask, you know, or asking questions like, why can't we get this done for, you know, uh, this school or this area? Just, I'm just curious why. So, um, you know, my involvement in politics has, has been uh, a lifelong journey. And I think uh, it's going to be part of my life, probably the day that I die. I, well, 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 I'm not a question, but we'll ask that towards the end. Oh, there's a lot of. Yeah, I have a question, but um, if you so, was was interesting because I know I know what our discussion prior to this. So, if you want to elaborate, uh, Mr. Garcia, because I think it's important why you left the board. I mean, it's it's, it, it's not what everybody thinks because there's all these things floating around, and people are calling me and and la la la. And this is your time to set it straight if you want. I mean, what happened for you to leave the board? You know, when when you're receiving, you receive pictures of your children, your you know your eight, your nine year old, and your seven year old, um, and pictures that are um, different settings, it gets a little scary. I'll tell you that much. Um, this is an unpaid position, um, and while I do admire. Um, you know, the public discourse and let's, let's talk this out. Let's ask questions in the boardroom and we're, you know, as the U.S. Supreme Court calls it, it you know, politics is in the First Amendment is a, um, it's a place, it's a, it's a marketplace of ideas. Um, it gets a little scary and it did, you know, especially for my, my kids uh, and for me. And, um, you know, there were things that happened to me that, um, I hope no elected official would go through or any other person um, because we can debate, we can deliberate, we can argue, but when messages start getting a little bit uh, threatening, you know, you really have to make the hard decisions and those hard decisions, they have impacts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, across the nation right now, um, there are school board members uh, experiencing the same thing. Uh, I know the National School Board Association just wrote to uh, President Biden uh, yesterday uh, urging him to do something about these threats to uh, to school board members, you know. And so uh, it was a tough decision, and I'd like the public to know. Uh, I didn't want to leave. I mean, what it is, Mr. Garcia, and see, a, a few weeks ago we had, a, a matter of fact, Mr. Uh, Wesley. Wesley was a guest, and uh, Veronica Prescott and Paul Vedera, the current SDIC uh, trustee, and we're talking about what makes it go to the level of what happened to you, what happened to Freddie Cleo or Avilos, what, what that threshold, especially, like I said, I want to repeat this over and over, just put this in context. You've been in law enforcement, you see this, but to see it at a school board meeting or you being as a position in school board, that's where it's kind of scary because like how you said, these are parents. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, there's a thing on Facebook, folks. If you, you know, I want you to you know put some context into this. There's a Tennessee. It was a few weeks ago. 
a tenancy court um, board meeting, the board members are walking to their vehicles and people are actually yelling at them in their face. And I'm like, wow, these are parents. And what you're trying to do, Mr. Garcia, and anybody on the school board is trying to make the best for the kids. Yeah. But yet you get lynched, literally, not lynched, but um, what's the other word? Um, fe uh, feathered and tarred, mm -hmm. what we're trying to do. And I mean, I just don't feel, well, you know, what, what comes to your mind when you saw that? And making that a hard decision, because it is a hard decision to leave. Something that you, you know, that you put, I want to do this, but would you ever do this again? Let me ask you that. Now, like I said, I think politics will always be a, um, or public service will always be in my life. Um, I was I was born to, to serve. Um, and I realized that uh, I mean, issue advocacy as well is, is very important to me. Um, and it was nice as being an elected official because I could do both. You know, I could set the policy or at least contribute to that policy, but also at the same time, I could um, advocate for it. You know, uh, that's my First Amendment right is to be able to 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 advocate uh, and share my my belief. So um, the short answer is yes. Um, you know, it's been nice. Uh, you know, I will say, you know, it's been a few months. It's been nice that, you know, my son is like, wow, dad, you're, you're actually uh, you're playing football with me. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a coach now. So um, I think that it's very fulfilling. I'm able to, you know, mentor these, these, these young athletes and get their mind uh, ready for future challenges. So there's, there's a lot, but uh, you know, the short answer, of course, um, I think one day you will see my name on the ballot again, and it might come sooner than most people think. There's a hint, hint, folks, wink, wink. <laughs> so let me, uh, there was a story back then uh, when you left the board. Mm -hmm. you know, it could be considered timing or coincidence, but what was going on with the superintendent, mm -hmm. uh, which I, in my opinion, after I heard everything, because I'm not from the, my district is the Isleta, but I heard that, uh, you know, the, the you know, the what surrounded the superintendent and him, and him, uh, him leaving the school board or the, the school district. Uh, can you talk on that or not? Uh, as far as, I don't know what you're... Well, what I'm saying that People are going to say, well, uh, he left because Mr. Garcia was pushing him, or he left because of this. He left because he left because of whatever. You know, what's going on in, in, in the background at the school district. But what do you say with people when they just throw out stuff that don't even know what they're saying, which is not fair for you and the other school board members? Mm -hmm. I mean, what can you use to, in other words, how can they build a bridge with anybody in public office? What, what do you recommend? Like, if they say I have a problem with you, right? Mm -hmm. if they say you're my, my representative. What's the productive way to reach out to you instead of yelling at you and threatening you and taking pictures of your family, which is one, beyond ridiculous? One, how can they communicate with you and, or anybody else? Yeah, one thing that I utilize a lot was uh, social media. Um, and um, I always made it a point to return um, emails and messages. Um, I was very accessible uh, to my constituents. You know, I was very accessible. Um, so... I guess a lot of it is just, I, I'd say that there are certain people that kind of um, didn't want the, uh, the powers to be shifted or to see maybe an entity go in a certain different direction. And I think that's what happened, to be honest, very honest with you. I think that's what happened. I think that okay. was probably the writing on the wall. And, you know, obviously people are voting for change. 
people are voting because they want to see something different. And I, I, I get it. I understand that there's another side to it. I get it. And there, you know, there's going to be people on both sides. But I think uh, being diplomatic about it is is probably the best way. And number two, I'll, like you, you kind of touched on it, go out there and vote. I mean, because you have X amount of voters that register, they only one or two percent go out there and vote. That doesn't really make. I mean, I mean contrast to the city council, that's, right. that's a mess itself. And you're right. And I think what people forget is, I mean, the SISD budget, okay, is around, um, right, um, maybe four hundred fifty million dollars plus. I mean, you you got about eight thousand employees, forty eight thousand students. I mean, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. I mean, and that's your tax dollars. And so elections matter um, tremendously, you know. And are you going to want someone that's going to just to rubber stamp, or are you going to want someone that's going to bring some creative dialogue um, to uncover uh, uh, creative ways of getting things done? You know, and, and I commend the board members are asking questions. Uh, and, you know, I've always said, I don't have to be your best friend to get things done with you. You know, that's another thing that I see a lot in local politics. And I've heard it is quite like that in, in Congress. It's quite uh, tribal. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to be somebody's best friend to get things done. Exactly. I, I don't, you know, we, we can disagree. And that's that, you know, and we'll leave it up to democracy. I, again, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, and an advocate. So. Do you, but would you say, well, let me ask you this question. If anybody's thinking about it, that's watching, would you discourage anyone running for a school board? Or would you, I mean, because, I mean, that, like you said, it's, it's not a pay, it's a volunteer position. And you're going to take on all this uh, other burden because at the end of the day, folks, you got to remember. Cause I've, I've been I've been I've been on a few boards, of course not elected, but I've been on the board of Villar, the Arco El Paso, and this your due diligence because you're you're a, a spokesman for the stakeholder, which is the community. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be your like you said. I don't have to be your friend. We don't have to kumbaya, but it's my responsibility to ask those questions. And if they should get mad at me, I bet you did this, the same thing to you. They get mad because you ask those hard questions that have to be asked. They have to. They have you know, to. why are we paying for this? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Why can't we do this? Yeah. And that's the thing people need to understand that if you're going to come to public office, you have to be willing to have a thick skin. And number two, ask those questions. And I mean, do you think that's what really hurts you in the long run, Mr. Garcia, that you just, you're just too pro-community and people just didn't like that? They just want you to rubber stamp everything? I mean... I think people had a, an issue or at least certain um, power brokers or whatever you want to call them had an issue with my approach. And my approach was very just kind of straight up and to the point. Um, and, hey, can we do this? Why not? I mean, okay, where are we getting this money from? Do we have, okay, so we have money for that, but we don't have money for the kids in the valley. Or we have money for this. Okay, so explain it to me. Educate me. And that was that was kind of like the way I would approach things. You know, it was just a very, hey, if I don't know, educate me. Hmm. And that's the way, um, and that's the way, that's the kind of person I am. I think that was, uh, to be very honest with you, I think that, I think some people had um, an issue with that approach. Um, and could I probably have blended it a little bit better? Sure. You know, sure. Uh, and still found, it, found a way, still find a way, a creative way to, to get an answer 
without, you know, just kind of asking directly, I guess. So. Now on, on the board, because you've been there, are there like cliques, groups of like trustees that stick together? Are there, I mean, because, you know, sometimes you see like the El Paso School Board or the, yeah, the EPID, as though certain people are together and then other city council, you'll see this, you'll see that. I mean, is it the same thing on the school board? Um, you know, I guess you kind of seem to kind of um, uh, not hang out, but uh, lean more towards like-minded uh, trustees, um, you know, um, or colleagues. But I think ultimately, like, I, I mean, I give everybody a fair shake. And that was my model going in. This is a clean slate. I'm going to give you a fair shake. And... Yeah. Um, but once I kind of feel that um, there's a there's a abuse or manipulation, it just you lose a little faith. You lose a little faith in, in, in you know, certain people. Um, but uh, yeah, sure, you know, there's people that are more like-minded. You know, I know there are two two board members there that we, um, you know, we we asked for a special board meeting because you know we felt that it was a little too dangerous to just reopen schools at that time. And we were well within our authority to do that. Um, so, but I, I always say that, you know, a, a board, a constructive board, in my opinion, because I'm not a, you know, complete expert, or, you know, but I will say that you need people to ask tough questions. And it's okay if it's not a 10-0 vote or if it's an 11-0 vote, whatever it is, when you it's okay to have, and I've always said that since the beginning. I've always said that, that it's okay. There's doesn't mean that our board is, or, you know, that person's board is fractured or anything like that. It's just that, hey, we're this is democracy. We're all we're all representatives of of the community. We all bring something special. Some bring a law enforcement perspective. Others will bring, you know, a legal perspective. In education, engineering, and we all see it different. You know, we need to learn to work across the aisle a bit better. So, so let me ask you a question: Is that pertaining to APISD board? Because I don't want to put you on the spot. But is this what happened at the ISD board? In other words, when the when the last um, superintendent left, they gave him a big package. Okay. And to me, I just never got the mindset of why boards. Would, would approve that kind of money. Now, I'm not talking about Georgia's situation. If you don't want to, that's fine. But like other school boards, just to give that, that, that community member the mindset of why somebody would be paid so much money to leave. You know, like, for example, what happened at EPISD, especially with the EPISD, he was actually going to be, or allegedly going to be sued for this or that. And But to me, I'm like, I never understood, even like city council, for example, let's go, let's go even further. They say Tommy Gonzalez wants to leave tomorrow. I saw a news article that there's a big potential, big bonus if he was to leave or a big uh, severance pay. But wh what makes people get together and say, okay, yeah, that's good. We'll, good, we'll do that. I mean, you know, you I think it's my understanding that these contracts are written to be very creative. And that's what I like to caution any kind of, you know, I'd like to caution, a, you know, any sitting board member to be cognizant about is to make sure that that contract is advantageous for the people, for the people, because and the taxpayer, okay? And you gotta do it at the beginning. 
because once it's kind of set in stone, there's that contract, and okay, we can have elections and people can create change, but there's still a contract. <laughs> okay, yep. but it's my understanding that you know that is, it's, it's happened at SISD before. Uh, you look at, I mean, do a quick Google search of superintendents leaving. It always happens. They get a yeah. Um How much would you pay the superintendent for SISD? Like four hundred thousand? That's just a ridiculous amount, but uh, but you know I know you have to you know you have something else scheduled today. But let me let me ask you this, Paul. What would you want to take away or people take away from this discussion? Because I think we have like five more minutes. I don't know how much time you have. I don't want to force you, but um, <clears throat> from five minutes to six. What do you want people to take away from the discussion regarding you? Um, follow your heart stand even if you're by yourself love your family it's important uh, i meant to ask you this question can you give it a, a little more hint of regarding your office potential no no okay <laughs> i just want to see if you give a little exclusive more exclusive details here <laughs> regarding your next step but i, I know you were going to do you're going to do something paul i know um, Mr. Garcia, because the person you are, and you know, I've had the privilege of knowing you before this, and and I mean, you, your heart is there. It's just a problem; people don't see that, and unfortunately, they they take it the wrong way. That like, oh, he's trying to do this, or even like myself, you know. So I mean, all we can tell people is say, you know what, you only live once, and do the best you can, and that's really that's about it. That's right. I think you know? your values. You know, I was reading a book the other day, and it just kind of hit home. It said, you know. Um, don't be afraid to put your, your values out into the world. Um, that's why I'm here today. You know, I'm, I'm willing to be criticized. I'm willing to, I know people are going to have their opinion of me. I understand that. Um, I know in my heart, I did the very best I could. And I fought for people, for the people. I know I did. And I fought to save lives. And I'm proud of that. Because, you know, talking about, you know, going back a year when the COVID and all that, <clears throat> to me, I never understood that, you know, back a year, back in March, we were, you know, we had all these mitigating measures, staying home, you know, lockdown, whatnot. And then this year, when it started school, you know, we put all these kids back to school, and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. There's no vaccine for these kids. And I'll tell you why. And that this is a personal thing. A friend of ours, well, someone I, I, I know or knew, she has two kids. And I've heard other parents tell me that was one of their biggest fears of COVID. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, her two kids, her, uh, she had moved to South Carolina. She, got, she put on Facebook, my kids are sick from COVID. I'm like, crap, you know. And then uh, like two, three weeks later, she puts on Facebook that she's in the hospital now with IC, in ICU. And then maybe a month later, she passed away. She was in the 30s. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying that, you know, we put all these kids back into school, which I know they have to integrate sometime and somehow, but where there's no vaccine, plus you have staff, teachers, and all this, you know, integrating, you know, integrating with these kids. That's just, I don't know, that's just my opinion now, okay? But, I mean. You're right. I think, I think we've all lost someone that we truly love. Um, in these last two years, um, you know, because of COVID, um, 
Mm-hmm. I lost a cousin and I lost an aunt, or a cousin and a and a and an uncle. But the thing is, you know, just you know, I, I know you got vaccinated. You got the three shots, didn't you? I got my shots. I'm very fortunate. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, it's what we've gone through is unprecedented. You know, yeah. so um, like I said, I did the best I could, um, and I just want the people to know that um, I fought very hard. Um, to protect you, and, um, and I had the best interests of the students all the time and the employees. So, I remember one time, actually twice on Facebook, um, Mr. Garcia, and uh, I, I don't know if I made a comment or not back then, mm-hmm. but you were putting something, and you have I come trolls just come in, boom, boom. And I'm like, I know the keyboard warriors, but I mean. I mean, you're giving out good announcements. As a matter of fact, one time when you're buying, you're buying pizzas. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And you're buying pizzas. And I'm like, this is a cool guy. I mean, this is a really, you know, you don't see that. You don't see, uh, you know, anybody, any level, folks. I mean, I, 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 uh, I uh, what's that word I'm looking for? I, I want to see if anybody that could find one candidate or one public official that's actually bought, you know, pizzas and, you know, stuff like that. that you want to give back to the community, but yet people are all just boom, boom, negative, negative. I'm like, you know, and when I did that, George, it, I, it was me trying to find a creative way to, um, I know everyone was going through a tough time and it was just finding a creative way to give back. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the point of that. Um, you know, we're blessed. My wife and I were very blessed um, and, and my kids. And I love giving. I love, I mean, it's just like, ah, like, you know, who else can I help here? But, you know, and I, I love it. I love it. Um, very. I, I never got a pizza, by the way, just to let you know. But anyways, <laughs> I have to say that. Pizza we'll is my have, favorite thing. <laughs> we'll have a pizza. We'll have a there pizza. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but what, what I'm trying to say, is, is Mr. Garcia, is that we got to the point, it, I guess it could be say, said about in the past, and but I guess for me, I remember when I was growing up, and I'm getting near 50 years old, Society has changed. If somebody does something good, right away, boom. Oh, why? Did, what are they getting out of this? What are you doing this for? Why you want to go to a higher position in politics? And I'm like, wow, this guy's just buying pizzas. No, 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 no big deal, you know. But you know, that's neither here. That's you know, hopefully in the future, Mr. Garcia, is you have a better experience regarding um, your public life. Um, you always have an open door here. You know that. Um, I think people are always going to find. Uh, something to criticize you and I think you just have to ex- uh, expect that um, if no one's criticizing you then you're not doing you know, <laughs> very true you're not doing it right, you know, you're not doing it right you know? and, um, I think right now with SISD it's a very exciting time mm-hmm. I don't know how they're harnessing that um, as much as they should it's very exciting Mr. Garcia, can I, I don't know if you could, if you could uh, talk on this I mean, you're not on school board, so that's why I'm asking you. As a parent and a former school board member, um, I know you saw the story with Danny Villegas. Yes. I, what, uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's an unfortunate situation. Um, I mean, as a parent, I mean, gosh, I think I'd be at just as livid. Yeah, he was. It's, it's, a, was. it's terrifying. It's terrifying. I mean, what could have happened? You know, and you start thinking, you know, the law enforcement had and I mean what could have happened what I mean 
Uh, it's just, uh, gosh, terrifying. I need to reach out to him. I'll talk to him and see how he's doing. Okay. So um, any parting words before we go there, Mr. Garcia? Yeah, it's a very exciting time at SISD. I think people, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's a new direction. I think um, there's new blood all around. And um, y'all are going to pick the superintendent. That's going to be a huge thing. Um, I hope that there's public input. I really hope that they, again, it's, you know, you got to reach out to the, to the, uh, to the people um, so that they can give their opinion of what they want in a leader, you know, and, and um, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, you know, you know, the, the members there are very privileged to be there at this time. Um, and I wish them luck. You know, I, I know you got some new blood on the board and they're, they're the young lions in there and, and you have some, you know, some seasoned, uh, seasoned uh, members there too as well. So, um, you know, I just, uh, we can't expect a 10-0 vote every single time. Yeah, of course not. No, it's good. It makes for a good public discourse. Where mm -hmm. it gets scary is, you know, when there's threats and harassment. That is just, you know, that is not good at all. Mm -hmm. But public discourse, and you know, just, uh, you know, having that marketplace of ideas. I mean, like you said earlier, back in our conversation, the beginning of our conversation, debate, Dialogue is good. Exactly. It's good. I mean, just because you might like apples and I like oranges, mm -hmm. fine. But it's not to the point where, oh, you you like oranges, you son of a... I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where is this coming from, you know? And that, or I'm going to kick your butt. I'm using other harder words, of course. But what I'm saying is, if you like oranges, I like apples, or vice versa, who cares? That's your opinion. Exactly. You know, like my mom... Rest in peace. She just told me one time. The time I was upset. She was me home. I always remember this. I'm like, what, well, mom? Everybody has an opinion like they have a the A word. I'm like, okay. I never thought about that way, you know. But the point is that you know, just just people just get along. You know, don't 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 go to the stream like what happened to you. I mean, because SISD in the, in the long in the long term lost an asset when you left. Okay. Freddie Cleo could have left too. He's an asset for EPSD. But the thing is, just kind of shares what we have right now. And, and who cares what you think? You know, yes, you know, you like apples, I like bananas, so what? Big deal. But, you know, that's just by the way I think. But uh, like I said, Mr. Garcia, you're always welcome to come back whenever you want to announce your next step. <laughs> you're welcome to come on. Um, but like I said, next, uh, next week we're going to have uh, Abel Rodriguez from the Mineros in Español. Uh, so before we go, Mr. Christian, one more time, do you want to say anything before we leave? Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I, I'd like to personally thank every single person that contributed to uh, to helping me be a voice, whether it was through late night phone calls or uh, going out and holding a sign for me uh, when I ran. Um, um, I thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart, and I just want the community to know that uh, um, very hard for you all um, with the best interest of the health and safety of our students um, of our most uh, impoverished in um, areas of, of the district and um, I look forward to uh, seeing you soon so uh, one more time I'm going to ask you Mr. Garcia I asked all the mm -hmm. I asked all the important guests this question again People that know me are laughing because they know what I'm about to ask you. Okay. Mr. Garcia, think about this question hard, especially here in El Paso. <laughs> okay. Are you a Dallas fan? 
Are you a Dallas Cowboys fan? Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. Don't, they're having a good year. They're having a good year, so. <laughs> well, oh. they're starting off a little rocky, but you know, we hope to see the hope to see Mahomes turning around. Hey, and they won the Super Bowl last year, so you can't say much about that, right? <laughs> well, no. Mr. Garcia. Yes, yes, sir. But thank you for having me, George. I appreciate it. You're always a gentleman, and uh, you know you ask the tough questions, but you make sure to, to keep them above the belt. Right? I and, and that's one thing I'm glad you said that, Mr. Garcia, because going forward, when I start having the candidates on the show, my intent has always been, and I learned this from from, from Abel, is well for me give you the opportunity to speak. Because if you would have gone to KVIA or KTSM or CBS, they only gave you 20, 30 seconds, right? if that. You know, like what happened with Yvonne Rosales, I've had her, I've had, you know, Oscar Lisa, I've had, I've been privileged to have people on the show because I think I let them speak. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not here that, oh, I gotcha on this, or I gotcha on that. Is your opportunity to speak here, going forward, anybody else that comes on the show, you're more welcome to come on the show and talk. Uh, like I said, we're going to have uh, Sissy Bird uh, November the 6th and hopefully have more candidates. We will. We will have more candidates. Um, but again, like you said, Mr. Garcia, we have an opportunity to have dialogue and discussion and to, and build from that. Yes, sir. Build bridges, not burn bridges. Oh, you're this and you're that and take pictures of your kids. Because that's, folks, I'm sorry. That's That's just dirty, in my opinion, you know. I mean, you could go after Mr. Garcia, go after me, that's mine, because that's, you know, that's our position or job, but don't, don't mess with the family. That's simple as that. And, you know, you know, that's a mafia. Hey, don't mess with the family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, sure. well, Mr. Garcia, I salute you, sir. Thank you for your service to our country. As I know you're in law enforcement, and you guys have taken a heck of a hit, a hit this past year. And I support you. I support the men in blue. And like I said, thank you, sir, for what you do in our country or for our community. And God bless you, sir. Thank you, George. God bless. Thank Bye -bye. you.